Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, y'all? It's the fourth quarter. It's a new month. And what better way to start it than to come and to join us at EYL University? Yes, the fourth quarter is where star players make a name for themselves. So come and join the number one roster. EYL University is the biggest platform for business in the universe. We have over 70 past classes, weekly classes. We have a private investment group on Facebook, which gives you access to our movie club, our book club. We also have bi-weekly real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, and monthly financial advising calls with none other than yours truly. (laughs) So head over to EYLUniversity.com right now and enter promo code EYL for 40% off of our annual membership. That's right. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over. We'll see you on the other side. Another glorious edition of Market Monday. It's Monday. Anywhere in the world. You know, at 8 o'clock on Mondays, we here. Let's do it. They cut the lights off. They got us looking like it's 
Yeah. Yo, this was like about to record a, an e- album in here. EYL After Dark. That's a fact. Let's get it. Let's get it. No. Shout out to everybody. Let's get the bro in here. Shout out to everybody in Greenberg. We had a heated, <laughs> heated three-hour discussion. Yeah, shout out to our town, man. We can't say it enough. Shout out to the town of Greenberg. That's a fact, man. Atlanta, we are here. Yeah, we're currently in ATL. We in the, we in the building. We in the building. A lot of love out here, man. A lot of love. Even with the mask on out here. Y'all looking glorious. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Happy Monday. What's going deal, on, bro? I'm good. Look like y'all about to ready to record the blueprint. <laughs> it feel like that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Happy Monday. How y'all feeling? Good, oh, man. Great, How you? Man. Great. I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah man. This is uh, always the highlight of my of my week. Yeah. Like I said, no matter where we are in the world, we will not miss Market Mondays. We are in our Atlanta's, Atlanta headquarters today. And... Uh, who <laughs> the mom said EYL after dark. <laughs> it's showtime. Shout out to Neo Davis. Shout out to Spurgo. They just they just left us. They pulled Whoa. they pulled up on us. Neo pulled up in the in the wraith. Yo, if y'all watched Neo and, and him five hundred this weekend, man, if you weren't inspired, I don't know what to tell you, man. This, he, a, this Atlanta situation is different. These man. dudes had helicopters landed in parking lots. I'm like seventy five foreigns. Are they giving Rolls Royces away out here? Like. <laughs> There's a Rolls Royce every corner out here, man. It's crazy. Different type of situation, man. Atlanta is a, a different place, man. So shout out to everybody in ATL. We've, we've, been, we've been filming a lot of great to- content out here, too. We got some special ones coming. Yeah. We got some special ones on the way. That is a fact. You know, I'm, I'm going to let you in on, on um, what we did today, man. Yeah. After this, though. After this. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the biggest lesson you guys picked up this weekend? You know, I'm going to get them to my tablets bag real quick. <laughs> The biggest lesson, lesson, honestly, I I learned um, from, like I said, shout out to him, 500. He had a dope event. He had everybody there. Um, Alex Good Energy, 19 Keys, Neil Davis, Spurgo, um, CEO Matty J, Mr. Two Weeks Out, Mr. Two Weeks Out. out. Everybody was there. And um, I just learned the power of networking. And that's one thing I love about Atlanta. I just feel like people, like, they, they just saw something like, how can I help? Like, how, how can I help you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how can I help you? Let's build, let's grow together. And I think a lot of times coming from like, you know, just coming from New York and different places, it's like, we kind of jaded and it's like, everybody's only trying to like look out for themselves or they're only working with themselves. But out here in Atlanta, it's a whole different vibe out here. Like everybody's just like, yeah. how can I help? How can I add value? Sure. And not only that, they really get into it yeah. and they just sharing information with each other. And it's just, it's really inspiring. I'm, so. I'm going to give you two golden nuggets. I'm going to give you two. And I, they both were shared by our bro, Neil Davis. And I had to actually tell him, man, he spoke about systems and how they're important. Are. And he broke down the word system into an acronym, right? He said, systems, save yourself time, energy, and money. Mm. Think about that. Like, that's powerful because that's what yeah. systems can do for a business. Um, so he, that was a gem. And then he said this other thing. Um, he was like, yeah, Yo, you got to have that mentality in business that Either it's going to work or it's going to work. Mm. There's no other option, right? When you have that type of level, focus, determination, and dedication, good things are going to happen. So either it's going to work or it's going to work. That's how we. Go, that's how we giving it up. So yeah. those those are, those are my two nuggets from the, from this weekend. But we we here for a few more days. We got some more special things we got to do. Yeah, we got yeah, some more special yeah. things we got to do. So what's up with you, man? How, how you how you been? 
I'm good. I'm good. Uh, my brother's in town. Well, my brother's here now, so I'm happy about that. Um, okay. Kicked through my death this weekend in Xander, so that's good. Um, also, too, want to give gratitude and thanks to you guys and then everyone watching YouTube. What up? Zoom family, what up? My Red Panda family, what up? But also, too, I want to start the top of the show um, to my guy, Neil, who lost his grandma. So when we were kids, I used to always walk to Neil's house and uh, we'll hoop at uh, his house and he lost his grandma. So any of us that lost um, grandmothers, we know how deep, deeply that it has affected us. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to give a shout out to my guy. And um, I'm sorry to you and your mom and your family. So yeah, prayers up for sure. Prayers up. Yeah. Nah, that's a fact, man. Um, it's a yeah, blessing to be here. It's a blessing. It's Definitely. a blessing yeah. to be alive. That's a fact. That's a fact. And we can never take that. We can never take that for granted. That's mm -hmm. the biggest, biggest blessing that there is. Is life. You got another opportunity to be great. I say that every morning. Mm -hmm. um, every day you got a chance to be great. You might as well maximize it. So, if you if you live with that intention and that purpose, good things are going to happen. Maximize those of you with parents and grandparents, call them. There will be one day, and you dial those phone numbers, and no one will pick up. If you have them, please reach out. Please yeah. reach out. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, we're going to get into it. But before we do, we got to just make some announcements. Uh, tomorrow, we are doing something that we have never done in the history of Earn Your Leisure. We are doing our first ever viewing party for an episode at um, Escobar, Atlanta. Um, shout out to Snoop. Shout out to 2 Chain. Shout out to the whole establishment. Yeah, so they're yeah. hosting us and we're going. So everybody in Atlanta is free. Pull up, bring a mask, please. With masks, please. <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> we, we try to keep it semi-respectful. Respectfully. Um, so yeah, but Atlanta, tomorrow, five, five o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be crazy. We're going to bring, you know, we're going to bring some of our friends with us. We will be in the building. So Escobar, uh, I think Escobar downtown? Yeah. Escobar downtown tomorrow at five o'clock. Um, we'll post a flyer. Uh, tomorrow, I posted the flying on stories. Yeah, I heard, I heard the forums is coming out. Some of the forums is coming out. Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. So <laughs> if you're in the A, pull up. Like I said, it's free. We're going to be watching the episode, and oh. we're just going to be kicking it. Greg, I see you. What up? <laughs> yeah, Greg. And um, this is a big week at EYL University. We got a class on Wednesday about the whole uh, car buying process. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. That's huge. Um, so we're going to be going over the car buying process, like, yeah the difference between leasing and buying, how to get, you know, the best interest rates, how to know. Cause it's like, you, if you really think about it, we go to school for all of these years. Like we talked about as far as like with, with Matt, um, buying a home, they never teach you how to buy a home. And outside of buying a home, one of the biggest purchases in a person's life is a car. Mm -hmm. And we don't really, there's no blueprint of how to buy a car. Like usually just learn from like your dad or your uncle. Your uncle who fixed cars. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, <laughs> you take him with you when you first, when you buy your car and hope that you don't get ripped off. But yeah. you don't really know. Like the, there's a whole process. So shout out to Dave Cannon from my neighborhood. He's a, um, he actually is a manager at um, a big time Nissan dealership in, in uh, North Carolina. So he's been in the car industry for like over 20 years and he's going to do the class on like car buying, everything you need to know from A to Z buying a car. So that's going to be Wednesday. Um, and then also you have your book club. Yeah, book club. First book club, uh, Money Masters of the Game section two is going to be this Sunday at three o'clock. Looking forward to that. Mr. Dunlap. It's one of my favorites. Uh, we're going to extend the invitation. I'll, I'll, We'll talk about that after. And I'll also, be happy to tune in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Janet hit me. She said, yo, Troy, you got to say this. Earners, all our earners in EYL University, um, uh, she is imploring you and encouraging you to finish unit one. 
Um, and yeah, and then she wanted to talk about the book. So we said it now and uh, study hall Friday too. Let's not forget and, and that. And then I'm gonna announce something today. Um, so Thursday we're doing a, a home buying seminar. Mm. Free home buying seminar on YouTube because the episode went crazy with Matt. And we had so many questions that on Thursday, I think at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're going to do a home buying seminar. Anybody can join. It's going to be on our YouTube and you're going to get to ask questions. And he's going to be breaking down the home buying process, interacting with people since his DMs are in shambles. We figured that'd be the easiest way to do it. So <laughs> big, big, big week for us. So EYL University is on fire. If anybody wants to join up with the link, we're running a promo code 40% off code EYL um, for the end of the month. And um yeah, yeah. So, Ian, what would you like to tell the people? Um, Stock Club family, I have a bonus pick for you tonight that I'll drop once we get off here. We'll do our rapid-fire session next Monday. And then, for those of you who are not uh, on the VIP list, go to joinredpanda.com because that's where you get all the information about the flash sales. There may be a special deal for Stock Club coming up soon. And then any of the other giveaways will be on the site. So, I love you guys, YouTube, Zoom family, everybody uh, back in East Chicago, Gary, Chicago. I love you guys. Yeah, man. Uh, today's going to be fun. Hey, we saw that prom pick too, bro. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm going to bring like, back at the white suit. Yo, man, y'all looking like certified gangsters out there. <laughs> Shout out to everybody I want to know with Lucky. Certified. Certified jeans out there. Matt Barnes, Tim. We got to connect Jason Gonzalez, Matt Levy, Max. We got to connect. Shout out to the class of 2000. We go, anytime we get oh a chance, God. we go shout them out. Rasan, Travis, man. <laughs> the good old days. Blast. The good old days. Yeah. So yes, Ian, it's a lot going on in the market right now. Hold so on, I, before we go, let me do my, can we do the disclaimer? Oh yeah, disclaimer. disclaimer. All right. Yeah. All right, so number one, disclaimer, this is brought to you by the good folks at EYL. Here it is. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used. It must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent uh, financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for your purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This message is brought to you by the good folks of Earn Your Leisure. Do your own research. Do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. That's a fact. So yeah, let's get into it. I think we got we have to make Ian the host. Now nah, Ian, promise not to kick don't us stop, out, bro. Don't, don't cut the YouTube. Uh, you, don't don't cut kick the, us out, bro. Don't cut the zoom off. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I promise you. YouTube, please hit the like button. Please hit the like button. Smash the like button, please. Okay. Let me know if you guys can see my screen. It says it's sharing now. It says it's sharing. Yeah, uh, we got you. Yep, we can see it. Perfect. So I come to you guys with gratitude and love. Um, I want to start at a high level place and I want everyone to type in chat. Uh, what is the vision for your life? I mean that right in, in chat because that is going to dictate the actions that we take in life and in the market. But without vision, of course, we shall perish. But without a vision, we are not going to be able to get to where we want to go to. So first thing first, take a moment to write that in chat, please. And then after that, I want to ask you, what will your legacy be? You don't have to have a grandiose legacy. Your legacy and your vision is solely up to what will make you happy. 
but I want you to put what will your legacy be for your family. Some of you are putting in freedom, some of you are putting in happiness. I want to challenge you to think big for what you want because money without, no, without peace is not something that we are striving for, okay? So the decisions that we make today will determine what we are 10 years from now. An affirmation that I want you guys to say when you're looking at the market, my Red Panda family already knows this, but I want you to say, I do not fear, I do not worry about investing because I follow my plan. Say it with me. I do not fear, I do not worry about investing because I follow my plan. I think all of us are astute enough to know what to do. We also have been given picks, index funds, tech, stay away from cruise lines. But the emotions of seeing other people do things, Hertz came back and everyone jumped on that boat again, right? Oh, boy. But I know. But the decisions that we make today in 20, even in 2025, it'll have a great impact. But in 2030, it'll have a great impact on our lives. So I want you guys to be mindful of that. So I want you to look at this. For all my fellas, I want you to plan your future now. I put this up over the weekend. Um, but in 2009, I put, I'll sacrifice for you before you were even born. That's how much I love you. And for those of you that may follow you on follow me on social and or know me in real life, you know how much I love Xander. And there are a lot of you that talk to me and be like, bro, I just don't have it figured out. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you when I was making my transition and I felt left out and I felt hopeless at times. The only thing that drove me was I am going to have a better future. Because if things are not going well now, the only thing we can do is look down the tunnel and hope that things will be better. Right? So this year may be one of the roughest years of your life or maybe one of the greatest. But I promise you, two, three, four years from now, things can be great, but do not deviate from your plan. Because whatever you do today and the seeds that you plant today will impact your future greatly. So I want to end the intellectual masturbation. I know it's fun to hop on here on Market Mondays and Trapping Tuesdays and Come Up Series and CNBC and Seeking Alpha. But here's the interesting thing that happens when you don't apply. What I don't want us to be and what I don't want to happen to us is that we are the most knowledgeable group of investors in the market. But when 2030 comes, we're the least capitalized. So when we learn new information, we've all done it. <clears throat> you hear about a stock, you text your friends, all oh, heard about the stock. So let's say NIO, because that's hot right now, or plug, right? That's hot. You tell all your friends, you tell everybody in the barbershop, you tell everyone, the beauty salon, I text Trevor Rashad, hey man, what you think? And then we get this intellectual high. But sometimes we can confuse that high with taking action. So I want to tell you a story that my cousin told me about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. God rest his soul, Rick. Um, one of my favorite people to ever walk the earth. Ariel, I love you. Uh, Tammy, love you. G, love you. Uh, my cousin Rick passed a few years ago. But in 2009 and 10, I was, you know, I was doing a social media thing. I was putting a lot of posts up. And he was like, he called me one day. He like, cousin, I love what you're posting. 
dope. It's thought, thoughtful, witty, sagacious even at times, right? But what's the outcome of these posts? And I'm like, but I'm popping on social. I'm on, I was on Facebook at this time. And he was like, but I want you to know that the posts are great, but if you don't apply what you're posting, you're not going to be happy. And that impacted me because, of course, we can all watch too much CNBC, watch too much Bloomberg, or for those of us that like Real Vision, right? And then forget to execute. So after you learn these lessons from all these series that you guys take in, I want you to then apply what you've learned. Because I'm seeing a lot of people learn stuff, but then not execute. And in five or six years, you're going to be very upset that you didn't do so. So let's look at the S&P 500 from a decade perspective. 1980s, 389% return. This is before we had daily access to anyone that looked like us. The 1990s, 432% return. The 2000s drew down negative 9%. I know some of you may say that's a lot. For those of you that ever looked at Tesla, that's bound to happen in a day. That's not a big drop. The 2010s, 194%. And somebody put it on YouTube. Kudos to you, Tony. Yes, relentless execution. I want us to have a Mamba mentality towards the market. More doing and less talking. So what are some of the major indicators to know how the overall economy is doing? I thought this was a great question. So we talk about this one all the time, the stock market. It's the best indicator in real time to get the sentiment for what people are feeling about the economy because people are voting. So hedge funds, pension funds, institutions, family offices, and then us retail investors are investing with our dollars or voting with our dollars every day about how we feel. When things are safe, we invest more. When things are scary, like now, people tend to invest less. And then we had a nice slide today. Today is also the anniversary of Black Monday. Number two, retail sales. So I started to get a little bit worried. And please write this down. When the economy is doing well, underperforming companies tend to still do well. When the economy is bad, you'll see the worst performing players start to go out of business. So when I saw Toys R Us start to go out of business, Top Shop and the Galleria close, I was like, that is a signal that something is going to come. And that panned out to be true. So if we look in March, these were the retail sales in March and April. And we almost hit the low back in 2008. So that's voting in real time with how things are going. The third indicator, interest rates. Of course, interest rates are low because people are not spending as much and then they want to keep the money cheap so we can have the market rise because if we had higher higher interest rates, people would not buy as much and things would be much worse off than what they are already. Number four, home sales. You guys can easily track that data. You can just Google what are average home sales in the United States and they'll give you a number and you can look year over year. And of course, my favorite period to look is the five-year mark. GDP, of course, so just the gross domestic product of the United States and other countries, that will give you an indication of how things are going. And then, of course, the legendary inverted yield curve. It is a lagging economic indicator, but it has the highest success rate of all, 100% across the board, 
to tell you if a recession is going to come. And we talked about that maybe six weeks ago. So a few great questions for you guys. Um, King Arthur asked this question last week, and I wish we would have had a chance to have a dialogue, but yeah, yeah. he asked, which other big tech firms do you think is most likely to be regulated? And it's the big boys, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and possibly Google. So four out of the big six have the highest probability of being regulated. Now, Apple can make a case that they do not have a monopoly. This is different than the 1990s when Microsoft had a true monopoly. Uh, Apple, I mean, even Facebook, they can argue that they have Snap and Twitter as competition, even though they own Instagram. Um, Apple can argue that Samsung is a competitor and that Google also has a store in which apps are able to be downloaded. So it's not a true monopoly. Even though Google is the biggest search engine on the planet, they have positioned themselves as a technology company. And they can say, well, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Oracle, Salesforce are all competitors. So we are not technically a monopoly, but in the search space, they are. Um, which of the big tech firms are least likely to be regulated or broken up? Oracle, Salesforce, and I think Instagram. You can put Twitter in there as well. But in four or five years, I don't think Instagram will have the cachet that it has now. And I think it will slowly fade, kind of like how Facebook was the hot thing five or seven years ago. I think some of, especially with all the bots and them getting caught up in some of that political sweep being underneath Facebook, uh, they won't be as popular in five years. I think the trend will shift to TikTok or another application like it. And they these three will be the least likely to be bro broken up. So Arthur, thank you for that great question. And thank you for the dialogue this past uh, weekend. I appreciate you. Um, if Amazon is forced to spin off its cloud division, would you bet on Bezos? And what's left of Amazon or the new cloud company? For those of you who have done your research, and we talked about it before, AWS is actually the moneymaker. You cannot bet against Bezos. But if I had to just pick a position right now, I would pick AWS. They are the cash cow and they are the Drake of that universal building. I'm going to ride with AWS. Um, it's a great question here. Dave, what's going on? Is the bond market showing signs of another potential crash or maintaining current conditions until the election or next year? So typically, and Rashad, I know you can talk about this once I stop, but when you're doing a 60-40 split, the bond market is there to hedge. Um, the bond market doesn't draw down a, a whole lot. So if they draw down 5%, a lot of people act like it's a big deal, but it's really not. If we look over this year, and we talked about bonds earlier, um, even if we look at like 30-year, we continue to slide up. And of course, in March, it hit its peak, but the bond levels are really just settling to where they should be naturally. Uh, March was a cataclysmic event because of corona. An economy turned into the downside, so the bond market is just really just settling down. Even today, it only dropped 0.16% on a 30-year treasury, that's that's a small move. So I think we're just overall settling. Um, and then once the economy settles out around 2022, we'll be fine. But in, uh, interest rates will have to go up sometime soon. But for right now, they are still a great hedge. They're still a great hedge. Um, and then a lot of you have hit me up about this question. So I want to give you a blueprint for how to study when you have a nine to five, um, a gentleman in the EYL group asks this question. So I'm going to gear this towards you, my brother. 
So you have to pick your hours, but I'm going to outlay them for you. Study from nine to 12. I'm going to give you the full blueprint of what I would do if I had a nine to five. Um, I would study from nine to 12. That's the first thing first. Second, I need you to read 33 pages a day. So a lot of you are saying, hey, teach a man to fish. I'm all for that. I want to make sure that you guys get in the boat and cast your rod. I want everyone to know this, e this information equally. The only way you're going to be able to do so is if you intake the knowledge and then apply. Applied knowledge is a gift. Knowledge itself is not. So pick any book. We've recommended several. They have a wonderful book club of one of my favorite books coming up. That book will help you a lot. Read 33 a day. Use one setup. So this is very key. So for those of you that invest and trade, whatever setup you use, it, it should be the same for trading and you should be able to use it for long-term investing. So if you use that price channel that I gave you, I want you to only look at the market through that lens so you can know where to get in and out of the market. And like we talked about last week, you have to marry one setup. Then I want you to make a list of 10 stocks that you will monitor exclusively. Hopefully we'll get to 5K and I'll give a bunch of them away uh, as part of the scholarship. But this is the most important thing for those of you that are really serious. I need you to look at the entire list of stocks in the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Russell 2000 once a month. This may take you six to eight hours to do. That's step one. Step two, now I want you to identify where you will want to buy these companies. And then three, set your alerts. So if you're on TD Ameritrade, you can set your alert. If you're on TradingView, you can do the same, but of where you want to get in. The reason I want you to do this, A, you're going to be able to find some hot companies that no one knows of, that no one is currently talking about that has tremendous value. And then B, when someone tells you a company is great, you've already done your research. And when they bring it to you, you already know if it's a great company or not. This is the fun part that most people don't like to do. But if you actually put in the work and do these, Dow, S&P 500, Russell 2000, no one will be able to trip you up or trick you at all. So you should know off the top of your hand if CRM is a good company versus any cannabis stock in comparison. You should already know which ones in healthcare are doing well. So that's my homework for you guys. And once you do this for a couple of months, maybe three or four months, you'll be set and you'll have context for how each index moves and you'll be safe. Um, and my final question that I want to answer that's really important. So what will make you scream from the mountains that we're headed towards a crash? I post on social maybe once every two months. If I ever feel that the market is just going to fall apart, I'll come on social and say, hey, it's over. What we, we are going to crash. My basis for that, please write this down, is a 50% drop from the high of the market. 20 to 30% corrections are normal during cataclysmic events. So when March, I was posting probably 15 times a day. When I was looking at the Dow, I was setting my marker, and I think I posted it that night because it was a Sunday night, and I gave the level. So I was telling Rashad, like, hey, we break through this level, man. 
it's mm-hmm. over. <laughs> and then, because we just, I just had told him about Boeing. So I'm looking like, I can't lose my credibility. And it's two days later. <laughs> so I was like, if we go through 17,905, it's over. And then in March, what was the low? 18,147. So for my technicians, you can put your Fibonacci retracements from high to low over a 10 year period. You can mark off what that 50% is. And for me, that is the danger line. Because if we cross through the, and I know everyone talks about that the Fed doing excessive quantitative easing is not good for the long term. It hurts the value of the dollar. That is very true. Had they not printed money at the rate that they did, we probably the Dow would have probably hit fourteen or fifteen thousand. If you think the job market is bad now, we would have went to Great Depression Part Two. So they did what they were supposed to do. So the fifty percent mark from high of any market is when I'll start to scream. Okay, we are in a in a danger zone. And then what are good risk to reward settings? We we talked about this a lot. I'll go into this in, in greater detail when we do the IPO episode. But for long term investing, and this also applies in business. 50 to one risk to reward. So if I'm risking $1, I want to make 50 in return. We talked about this with Rogan. When Spotify signed Rogan, got a big contract, moved to Texas, great. The multiple that they got from him in the market was 50x. For those of you that are swing trading, 34 to one uh, reward to risk is what I like. And for short-term investing, 15 to one for my traders. I know it may seem tough, but I can surmise that I think any trader can win one out of 15 trades. I don't want you to because psychologically it will hurt you when you're taking your next set of trades. But all of us are capable of losing three in a row. Most of us won't lose eight, nine, or 10. So 15 to one reward to risk, set your target. So for my uh, futures traders, if you have a stop loss of 10 ticks, 150, is a good target that you can use, and that will offset any um, losses or any losing streaks that you end up on. So, um, and when do you think the overall market will catch up with the equities market? We talked about this before, but 2022, I think, is when things start to settle out. So, I love you guys so much. I greatly appreciate it. Um, we'll go through a couple of other questions that you guys had. And then also, if we have enough time, if Rashad let me a little bit later, we can fire through some charts and we can say if they're good or bad. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, that's dope, man. And I, I see a lot a lot of the people in uh, EYL University got their questions answered, man. That was dope. Because those are the, I was reading the questions. Shout what out to y'all. Yeah. yeah, shout out to and A couple of them were, were redundant. So that's, that's dope that they got, that you got to do that. That was dope. No, nah, that was that was dope, man. Appreciate that. Once again, that was a great... High level, high level education. So hopefully everybody um got a chance to soak in those those gems right there. Shout out to Wall Street Trapper on the check in. He was My hanging God, out. Why are you not in the studio? That's what. Yeah, man. It's the, I think it's the first day we ain't seen him. No, no. He he, <laughs> um, he was traveling. He was traveling. Okay. Today. Oh, oh that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But he he's been with us for like the last five exactly. days. So shout shout out to Wall Street Trapper for sure. Um. All right. So. I guess we can get into questions, but before we get into questions, I wanted to, um, since I did the financial planning call on Saturday, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, one question that people was asking like five times about was the backdoor I, um, Roth IRA. So I figured um, I would just answer that because we I answered it in the group, but I'm sure that if that many people had questions about it in the um, 
BYU University class, then people in general might have questions about it. So we'll just go over that real quick. So the backdoor IRA, so it's it's not like a technical actual thing. Is it's more of a street name for it. It's not like a like that's not like the real name for it. But it's a lot of times you know when you start to earn more money and you're a higher income earner, you, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. So, um, you know, that kind of limits people from contributing and putting money into a Roth IRA. So the benefit with the Roth IRA, as I believe I said last week, is that the money that you take out after, like when you actually take the money out is tax free. Um, you're not taxed on it, which makes a big difference depending on which tax bracket in and how much money you have. So the backdoor IRA allows you to roll over, an IRA or old 401k into a Roth IRA. So um, that is a strategy that sometimes people use because you can always put money into an IRA. You just might not get the tax benefits up front. Like if you make under a certain amount of money, if you put money into an IRA, it lowers your taxable income. After you make that amount of money, you can still put money into the IRA, but you don't get the same tax benefits. Um, and of course the 401k, you can put up to 19.5 a year. If you're over 50, you could put an additional 5,000. And so what people do sometimes is that they'll, they'll fund the uh, IRA or they'll fund the, the 401k. And then when they leave their job, they'll roll it over into a Roth IRA, which is what it's called like the backdoor IRA. It's like the backdoor, the backdoor Roth IRA. It's a backdoor way to have a Roth IRA. But, with that, you have to pay taxes on on the full amount that you actually roll over. So it's just something to be aware of, depending on how you think taxes. And this is something that we need to consider as well, because right now the U.S. economy, I believe, is all time high as far as their their uh, debt is concerned, mm-hmm. and it's only growing up with all of these stimulus packages and things of that nature. So I don't think debt is going down anytime soon. So there's only really two ways where you can erase debt. Um, you can cut government spending or you can raise taxes. So Republicans always want to cut government spending mm-hmm. and Democrats, they want to raise taxes. So I personally think that a combination of both balance, you can't just tax people to death and you can't just slash every single government program. But if, if Joe Biden wins, if Joe Biden wins, odds are the Democrats will take everything. They'll take the the Senate and the house. So if we have a, a Democratic Senate House and presidency and we have an all time high as far as government debt and we know that Democrats don't like to um, cut government programs and government spending, that you would assume that taxes are going up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then historically, like I said before, people always complain about taxes. But if you look at the chart historically, we're actually at a low point in this country as far as taxes are concerned. Like at one point, I think like in the 1940s or something like that, there was like a 70 percent tax um, rate. So being that we're historically kind of low as far as taxes are concerned and we have the highest debt that we've ever had and it's just adding on to it. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. You would assume that in this future taxes will go up. So when you're doing your retirement plan and you want to plan for that and, um, you know, having uh, a vehicle where you can actually take money from and not be taxed on it might be beneficial. So that's not advice to say that you should do it or not. But we got that question so many times yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. I figured I'd just take a couple minutes to um, to talk about that. So you're still getting questions. I'm looking at the, the comments on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. What's the questions? Yeah, some more uh, Roth IRA and. Pretty pretty much everything that you covered Saturday. Okay. Still in the YouTube questions. Okay. You guys going to the financial planning call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be on the, the financial planning call. We talk about all that yeah, stuff. And any and any uh EYL earners, if y'all missed it, it, it is up on the 
Facebook. It's up in the in the university to watch the replay. Yeah. So I know some people got confused with the time. It's there. Oh yeah, but tax money master the game or Google consult an advisor. The answer is there. Answer yeah. there. I want you guys to dig a little bit. So I'm not being flippant, but you know, Rashad only has a little bit of time. So we're trying to help him at scale. <laughs> <laughs> we're maximizing the time. Yeah, That's what we're doing. Nah, but yeah, I mean, I think somebody said that it was a 90% tax rate. I remember I learned that in school and I was like, That's crazy. It was crazy, but you would think like, nah, that's impossible. But at one point in our country, the tax rate was crazy. And um, I think you posted something today, Ian, yeah, yeah, yeah. about yeah. if Biden wins. And I, I, I didn't really read the whole thing, but um, I saw New York, California. New York will be one of the highest. So it was like a combination of state tax and federal tax. If you make that amount, you'd be like in like a 60% tax bracket. So corporate taxes will go up. And that's why a lot of millionaires are leaving California, New York, and piling to Texas. Some are piling to Oklahoma. You know, a lot of going, people are going to Vegas. But th- those things do matter. Um, yeah. So I just want you guys to look at the hard numbers and take the emotion out of it. And homework for everyone. I want you to Google... How does the economy typically do under a Democratic president? This is an agnostic mm-hmm. homework assignment. And then also what happens underneath a Republican president. Once you understand market cycles, and even when I posted about the anniversary of Black Monday, people was like, well, are you saying that it fell because of Black Monday? I'm like, no, not necessarily. People are exiting positions because it's going to be a bloodbath leading up into the election, but the market does have cycles, just like presidential elections do so when republicans are in i don't want to give it to you but there is a thing that happens over and over again with every republican president and there's also a thing with the democratic and it does affect economic prosperity overall for the market so that's your homework assignment for the yes and, and i'm going to add an extra credit assignment for all of our, our younger investors who might not have been around for 1987 um go look up what black monday was i think don Cheadle has a show on showtime about it right he has like a comedy yep. based on that. Yeah. Oh, check that out. It's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a good play on it as well. Yeah, so I think it has to be a balance, not because we, we do have the political show coming. So not to get too much into politics, but anybody knows me, I really love politics. Like I used to watch like CNBC, like for hours, like my mom still watches CNBC. I saw my parents watch. Nah, stop. That's she's, it. That's the only channel they watch. She's so. diehard CNBC. Yeah. But, um, the thing about it is that I think that government has a role to play, but when you see government getting too big, it, it's a problem. And like where we live in New York, you see that a lot. And regulation is, it stifles business a lot. And when you start to put, you start to put extra taxes on people, you start to put regulations on people. What happens is that you put a stranglehold on economic growth and it's hard for the economy to grow. It's hard for businesses to grow. And now you have a mass exodus of people leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this stuff comes into play. I know we're in a political season. That's why we've been talking about politics a lot. So in the big scale too, we encourage everybody to go out and vote, but make sure when you vote, make sure you vote on your local elections, not just your presidential elections and make sure you're educated and you understand who you voting for. I don't care who you vote for. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for, but just be educated on who you're voting for and also be educated on the things that you're, you're demanding. I don't even say ask because they're public servants. Politicians exactly. are public servants. So they're here to serve the public. So you should be demanding these things of politicians um, to make sure that you're not on the short end of the step because a lot of small business owners are getting squeezed right now. 
cannot afford to pay higher taxes, cannot afford these regulations. And when it comes down, it's not only hurting them, it's hurting the community, it's hurting the economy of all of the people that they employ. It's, it's, a, it's a ripple effect. That's, so That's super important. Super and important. also, if we start to do this in mass, we can have some accountability. If it's eight of us that are showing up to some of these meetings, no, nothing will happen. But if we can, I mean, there's 4,300 people watching now. If we can get 2,000 people to write in, we can affect change. Also with politics. So this may be the first time in maybe, I don't know, 28 or 32 years that the candidates really don't like each other. Like normally they'll play like they hate each other and then be friends behind the scenes. Biden I, think, and Trump, I, I, I think I think Hillary Clinton and Trump didn't like each other. Once, once he went on, once he went on the debate, that Hillary's um, he said that um, Bill Clinton cheated on her and all of that. Trump crazy. We never gonna see anybody in the history of America like Trump. He reminds me of if you watch Game of Thrones, the um, the Mad King, like when he just started losing it and he burnt down the city. Like Trump crazy. We're never gonna see anything like this. <laughs> two Ever. two careers that Vince McMahon greatly influenced was Donald Trump and his approach, and Floyd Money made the uh, way the Mayweather's character of Money Mayweather. So a lot of the antics. For those of you, and that's why Linda McMahon, go Google. Google and put in chat what position Linda McMahon. Um, well, she, she, ran for office. she ran for office. Yep. But also, I want you guys to look at the, the, the money behind the politics. So take the emotion out of it for a second, regardless of who you like or who you will vote for. But once you know what will happen during each of these cycles, you can prepare. I saw somebody ask, will the market be around in 35 years? If the stock market goes away, America will crumble. It's real. If we look at America as a case study, the only two competitive advantages that we have from a business perspective were three. Slavery, pr products at scale, and the market. You take those three away, there's no competitive advantage. There's no golden land of opportunity. So once you know how these cycles impact you, you don't have to be a prisoner to it. You will understand how to move inside and outside of the market. And there are adjustments to be made. So if you have to pay more taxes, it's tough. But also when you have too little regulation that leads to trouble eight to 10 years down the line as well. So but when you study this stuff. Yeah, it's interesting, man. We, we could yeah, talk we all got, day about this. We, we got to talk about it in, 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 in depth, but also especially for, for young teens like that are just turning 18 and have, this is their first time voting. It's important, yes, to, to know the, the presidential election, but like what Shadi said, your state, your county, your local town, those people will have direct impact in the things you want to do. So make sure that you become aware of them. Make sure that when them people knock on your door that you are aware of who the people are. A lot of times we just go, all right, I'm going straight across, have no idea who we voted for. Sometimes it'll be the, a judge or a clerk in your, in your town or in your county. And you know what I'm saying? Like you should know who these people are because you need to know their agenda. So yeah, that's important. For sure. So we're going to get into some questions. Yeah, I'll yeah. go over um, guidelines. So EYL University, you guys have the privilege to ask questions. This is an added bonus to EYL University. We have weekly classes, financial planning calls, all that stuff. So everybody's question is not going to get answered. But we ask that you uh, limit your question to one question. Please do not um, burden Eden Ian with the um Stock Club scholarship. <laughs> we know that he's a very giving person, but um, if he if he's gracious enough to give a scholarship, he will announce that. Please do not. Um, and if you yeah. want a scholarship, if you go back to last week's episode, I gave away I think five. So just replay last week's. There's some good picks in there. I hope we get yeah. five thousand so I can give a few away. 
And please, please close. Don't, don't ask individual stock questions. Just uh, broad range investment questions, things of that nature. YouTube, please hit the like button. Appreciate you guys. All right, we're going on. Uh, Mike. Mike, unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Oh, oh. Damn, right away, Mike. Fridge break. It's no good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in time. I'm at, <laughs> yo, I'm at, yo, I'm at work doing it, you know, listening to y'all. But anyways, so basically, like, um, so basically with my job, with my 401k and my job, they match us uh, up to 9.8%. I was wondering, but I don't think we have an option to decide, like, uh, uh, other than Vanguard. Like, so for me, it's like only a limited option. Is there is there a way for me to take all of that out and transfer it over? So, yeah, I think I answered this question in the, in the group as well. Um, first of all, if they imagine 9.8%, I would, I, would, I would highly recommend that you contribute up to the match. The reason why that's up to the match, yeah, the okay. reason why I would recommend that is because it's free money. Um, now, right. as far as if you, you, you're asking a question, if you can roll over a 401k while you're still working, that's kind of like the general gist of thing of what you said. Can you, I'm just going to mute you, Mike. Um, you can, you can roll over a 401k while you're still working under certain circumstances. If your job, if your job allows what's called the in-service withdrawal, uh, in-service withdrawal allows you to roll over a portion of your 401k, sometimes up to 90% of the vested amount while you're still working. Most of the time, you're not, you're not able to roll over your 401k into an IRA until you, until you actually leave your job. But you can find that out by asking HR. They're never going to tell you this on, on their own. So if you call the HR department or if you call the 1-800 number for your 401k, it's on the statement, and you say, hey, am I eligible for an in-service withdrawal to roll money over to an IRA? And they'll tell you either yes or no. And then if yes, they'll tell you how much you're able to roll over. And in that situation, you are able to roll over um, money. So... Mike, that, that's the quick. That's the quick answer. That's to the a question. lot, Mike. And that that nine point eight percent. That's incredible, man. Like I, I've heard four percent. I've heard six percent. I think in the city, uh, when we were working uh, for the, the Department of Education, it was like seven percent. Nine point eight. That's yeah. That's really impressive, man. Take, take advantage. advantage. Take advantage. That's take free. Advantage. That's yeah. free money. That's free, that's free money. money. And, and if you're through Vanguard, what, what would make you want to go elsewhere? Well, uh, the main reason is because when I was looking at it, um, like I ended up getting into stock like probably a year ago when I came across y'all, and I was look, I had got deep into it, and I'm, I started looking. They have, a, they had a company called uh, it's like Harvard Investment or something like that, and basically they shot up like they went from literally like there was like thirty dollars in a year, and they went up to like ninety dollars this year. So I was like, dang, if I would have known that, I would have moved. If I would have known what I know now. I would have moved over to that and took, and I would have made, I don't know how much money. So it went up from 3% to 90% or $3 to 90? No, it, it was that $30 to buy. And it went to like Yeah, but for context, we had a once in a decade event where everything bottomed out and everything became at a low. So if you chase now, everything is at a high. So you may be getting in at 90, and then when it drops to 72, you'll be upset. It's one of the toughest things is to not get fear of missing out. But once again, I do not fear. I do not worry about investing because I follow my plan. If you're getting good returns, there is no reason to switch. I'm not telling you what to do. 
I just wanted to employ you to to have that perspective. It's like missing out on 2008 and everyone who chased in 2010. It's like the same the same result may not be there. But but do your research on it. Appreciate you, Mike. Appreciate you, Stewart. We coming. Oh, to you. can I? I just want to say something real oh, quick. Ian, so you'll appreciate this. And this is something that I just thought about as well. If you have a good company, do not sell the stock. If you believe in the company long-term, we met some, yeah. we, inter- we interviewed somebody today Ooh. and the episode will be coming out. I was going to tell him that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2000 and, 2007. 2007, he, he bought 3,000 shares. 3,000 shares. Apple. Of Apple for his, his course basis was $5. $5.78. $5.78 a share. Now, when Apple mm-hmm. went to $15, he could have easily sold, tripled his money, $20, $25. He still has it. Not only did he buy $3,000 for himself, he bought $3,000 for his wife, $3,000 for each of his kids. He got four kids. And I guarantee that wife not leaving anytime soon. <laughs> nah, this dude's a little different. <laughs> That's a good investment. But, but it goes, to, the longer you hold, the better off you'll be. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, he's, he's, you know what the, the story is? He was bored one night in Paris and everybody was sleeping. He knew the market was open. He said, nah, let me just buy some Apple. 2007. 2007, they had a, a great innovation product called the iPhone that released. And a lot has changed. Not a bad then. product. <laughs> Not yeah. a bad product. Revolutionary. $5, course basis. <sighs> Go figure. <sighs> wow. So, Stuart, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's going on? Where you from? I'm from Boston. All right. Shout out to Beantown. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Boston, man. I'm nervous. It's like my first time on this. That's why I called you. I've never seen your name before. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for all the information. Like I said, like, y'all really just put me on with stocks. Like, I'm the first person I've seen doing all the stock stuff. So it's just been a great learning curve. And uh, thank you guys, because I'm going to just share the information with everybody else. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So my question is, I remember like when Apple and Tesla first split, we was like, I remember the thing that was talked about was using them as long-term investment plays. And um, I'm still trying to gain more positioning in them, but I've also kind of learned about options and kind of see um, a couple options plays that I want to get into specifically with like online retailing um, ETFs. I know like things like Christmas and Thanksgiving are coming up. Um, kind of like trying to build off that ante- anticipation. So my question is, should I still focus on getting more positions while the market is down or kind of use this as an opportunity to hopefully put in a call for like, you know, the ante- anticipation of like um, just Thanksgiving, Christmas, Black Friday and those things within the market? Um, I don't know your, your discipline per se or what edge you have in the market. So I will ask you this. If I said, hey, I'll give you $100,000 if you make one basket and I'll give you five years to make it or I'll give you three months to make it, which time frame will, will you pick? I mean, I'm going to definitely take it. Uh, I'm going to say it. Keep going. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say the three, three months. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not mad at that. So I, I want you to, because I know, go for it. <laughs> the trading thing is hot, and I'm not trying to keep anybody from trading. Also, you you guys also don't get don't get the calls at three o'clock in the morning when somebody's also burned through fifty five thousand dollars, and that fifty five would have been better off in the index, a Borno index, or the company. So if you do have an edge in a market. 
and we can go through some of some of the tickers real quick, slide them in real quick, and we'll break guidelines. Um, and look at them, but you will be better off investing unless you have a true competitive edge because of what you don't see. So homework for you. I want you to Google what the analysts are saying the expected retail sales would be for this holiday season. Because mm. holiday season may not be as great as everyone thinks. Let's be honest. And then also just call 30 or 40 people and ask them who have a bunch of money laying around for Christmas. Not many people do. It's going to have an effect. So you do that research first and but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What tickers are you looking at? Uh, right now, I was looking at the ones that Rashad said. I looked at iBuy. Fire. And then after that, um, that just opened up the whole floodgates for like online. Um, what's the other one called? It's like Evix. Let me see. And then RTH. Like I just looked at like the whole online retail family, essentially. It was kind of, and clicks too. And just looking at those and kind of seeing how like over this past year, they've had like, they shot up really well. So I was like, Okay, well, people and, and you want, you want to do calls on those? Yeah, I was thinking of doing calls on those. Everything's at a high king. I, I, did you you checked out the video where we did the price channel? Yeah, I did. I seen that actually. I did. Okay, see mark off where those yeah. highs are. And so I'm looking at RTH. The high is one fifty seven forty four. Anything above one fifty is too high to buy. Mm. So if it slides back down and we have devastation over the next month. You may have room to enter, but right now where the market is, we have to wait for it to pull back. We have to wait for it to pull back. Yeah, so what I, I would just recommend this, man, uh, and I can speak for myself and Charlie too, I guess. But um, short-term option trading is very dangerous, um, very sure. dangerous, especially if you're just starting. I'm telling you that, so like, because we've been through it, so hopefully you don't go through it. But it's very dangerous, and I know RTH. I have my eye on it too. Um, and when I realized that there was no positions that were two years at the time when I looked. I said, I can't do this. Um, so keep an eye on it. Track it like you are. Follow it. Do some more research. Gather all your information before you make a short-term decision. It could be costly, man. All right? Definitely. Definitely. Shout out to you, bro. I want to ask people. I want to ask question. you. I want to ask YouTube because I want to. I want to piggyback. I want to see. I want to see what people would say about this. I want to ask YouTube and Zoom to type in your answer. What Ian say? Playing off of what Ian said. If I if if you had a million dollars to make one three-pointer or 100,000 with 10 attempts to make a foul shot. Like, you you only get one shot with a three-pointer or you get 10 foul shots and all you got to do is make one of the 10, but you get 100,000. Which one would you do? Would you take the one shot at a three for a million or would you take 10 shots at a, on the foul line for 100,000? This will tell me what type of investor we're, we're dealing with here. Safety is king. And I understand it. So some of you that don't know me on YouTube, so I've been posting how long I've been posting about this. I've, I've been here. I didn't start in March. Safety is key. Because once you start to break your risk to reward parameters, four or five bad trades can, can kill your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Four or five can kill. But you don't understand. It's like when our parents are like, hey, don't hang out with that crowd. 
And then you're like, mom and dad don't know. Then y'all go get drunk in the car and they got to go pick you up. Then you're like, man, I should have listened to mama. Same thing. There are a lot of people right now that lost more than 100000 this year trying to do short trades who wished they had an easy and safe 8% to 15%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing, it looks like it looks like most people would take the 10 foul shots for 100000 yeah. That's the kind of investor that I am. So I look at that more so, especially talking about options. Me, I've said this a couple of different times, but me, I'm more of a conservative person when it comes to investing definitely. And definitely when it comes to options, I like long-term ETFs. Um, I know that I could potentially definitely make more money in short-term singular stocks, but I'm also know that I'm at a much higher risk. So for me personally, it's like, all right, if I can make 300%, 400% over the course of a year, I'm okay with that. And I'll give up making a thousand percent in a week because I understand that with that thousand percent in a week comes with the possibility of losing 100% of my money. And that doesn't feel good. Um, so I want to do Danny Green. <laughs> so it's not. I, do it. Neither yeah. one is bad because you, you can make money in either way. So if yeah. you just some people just have that personality where they like I'm going for it, and you can make money. You can make money just shooting one shot for a million dollars, or just you know taking that that you know five day out call option. Um, but if you don't have the personality, I think that's part of being an investor too, is knowing your personality. Me, I have extremely high levels of anxiety. Troy knows that, like, <laughs> and all of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very particular if things aren't going right with the podcast. Like, I like, I like, I'm going I crazy. off the zone. Yeah. You <laughs> held your composure good. You did, yo, you did good, right? You <laughs> My man had light skin rage for real. I was like, yo, damn, yo, yeah, and I'm here. telling you, after we finished, I was like, yo, man, you handled that really well, man. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> man, so I have extremely high levels of anxiety, so I, it's hard for me to sleep at night if I don't have everything, like, you know, straight. So other people, they don't care. They, they gamble is that hard. So depending on your, depending on your personality, will determine your, your trading style. Yeah. I mean, and, and not, not just Stuart, but anybody, man, the, the, the long-term plays obviously give you more time to, for the, the position to correct itself, mm-hmm. to gain, to lose, to balance itself out. Them, them short-term ones, man, it's like, it's going to be hit or miss. And you have no control over that a lot of the times. So even when you do your homework, you, you sometimes you can't control what a company's going to do. So be, yeah. be, just be mindful of that. Two things. I don't know one trader on earth who said, yes, I would have preferred the trade over if it's a good company to hold the investment. I don't know one. So even people who I know who were doing options on Tesla in 2015, they would much rather have had the stock from 2015 to now. Secondly, a lot of times we'll get into short-term investing because we had not been disciplined in other areas of our life. Shout out to everybody in Red Panda and everyone in the free futures course, that's why the foundation is discipline. Because what happens is, not saying you, but I'll say for me, when I didn't invest, I'm like, I need to make up all the gains that I missed from not listening the very first time. But you can't not make up for time. So if you jacked off the last 20 years of your life, and that's when people are like, oh, the stocks is too much. 2,500 is too much for Apple. But I'm like, you was in Atlanta tearing down a whole <laughs> My guy saw you. And He's seen got you. The Balenci, the Gucci. The Balenciaga. talking about getting old girl to Birkin. I'm seeing y'all have these, like, y'all having these comments in the shade room. I'm like, 
this is going to be interesting Tuesday when I talk to you about the market, right? But we have to pick. So a lot of times we're like, we missed our opportunity and we want to make it up really fast. Yeah. And the market, and I'm going to be very honest, the brokers and the market does not care if you're undisciplined. Their job is to be a toll road. So if you choose to go across the toll road 122 times in a day and pay $10 a toll, great. It's great for their business. Their job is to fill your order and take your money on that toll. Be disciplined. Big fact. Big fact. All right. Fact. Tiffany, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm so nervous. Okay. How y'all doing today? Uh, you, you all right? Okay. Don't worry. Nobody. It's, it's just us. Just pretend like it's us. Okay. <laughs> Whew. I just want to say I really appreciate you guys for everything that y'all doing. This is truly a blessing. Whew. Okay. Now I'm so nervous. All right. You got this, Queen. Yeah, you good. You good. Okay. Audio okay. good and all that. All right. So... Just a quick little background on myself. I am a single parent. I'm in college. I'm an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. And I also work for the uh, United States Postal Service. So basically, um, I want to generate multiple streams of income. So I create generational wealth for my daughter. With all of that, um, I had spoke with Rashad last time. I told him I was trying to get into uh, purchasing my first property. Um and using my 401k and my savings, but um, he had advised me that it wasn't a good idea. Well, basically, um, basically to scale it back and to save more before doing that. So I want to know the money that I saved up, um, would it be a good idea to invest it in stocks? Uh, I'll give my two cents on that. I think that we talked about that on the call as well. You should have an emer- you should have a savings. All right, this is this is steps in investing, in my opinion. We just had this talk. The first step is to have an emergency fund, right? So the first thing you want to do is establish three months, six months, and then a year. That's like a goal. After that, you want to pay off debt. You want to pay off your debt, you, credit card debt, specifically credit card debt. After that, then you can begin investing. Um, but I wouldn't invest until I, until credit card debt, especially like if it's, if it's under, you know, a reasonable amount, if it's under 5,000, something like that, pay off your credit card debt and have some money in savings. Even if you don't have a year in savings, try to have three to six months in, in savings after that, then invest, but don't invest all of your savings because the whole point of having an emergency fund is, is this an emergency. So if you if you have three months of savings saved and that's your, all your savings, I'm not saying you, I'm just using just in general, uh, don't invest all of that money into the stock market because the stock market is variable. So it goes up, it goes down. If you're a long-term investor, it's not going to matter because you're not going to take the money out. But if you need that money, never invest any money that you need. That's the easier way to say it. If you need the, if you need the money, do not invest it. And we all know like, what we need and what we don't need. If you need money and it's going to hurt you, if you lose it, do not invest it. That would be the backhand rule of thumb for me. I agree. Well, one of the um, greatest tips that I heard from Mark Cuban, and if you guys are uncomfortable to do it, please don't, but type what your highest interest credit card rate is. If you knock that out, that'll give you one of your highest returns. So if you're 18% and you can get down to zero, one of the greatest films is to not have those calls come in or those letters come in about you owing anything on your credit cards. 
Because then now you have all upside. So now you are hedging risk. Now you're able to invest more because even if the debt doesn't, the market doesn't pay off, and let's say you only get 6% a year, great. You may be upset, but you're still positive 6%. But if you're only up 6% in the market and you're owing 18% interest every month, you're going to feel like investing is a waste of time. So mm -hmm. please like dwindle down that debt as much as you as you can. Just I'm seeing some some high percentages, yeah. man. 25, 28, 29 percent. And I only is. I only speak on personal experience, like things that I've yep. personally been through. I, I, I went through. I, I did everything. I used credit cards to invest before. Yep. People don't even know you can do that. Yep. I, I um I did balance transfers. One thing about the credit card, the balance transfers a lot of times is that you can get zero percent interest, but not only for a credit card balance transfer, you can actually have the money deposited into your account. So you get a card for like $15,000 and you can balance transfer 15000 and have the money deposited into your account with zero percent. It's like a zero percent um, loan for like 18 months, 21 months. So when I was young, I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I was it's so Run it up. Then them 18 months roll over, you go to the mailbox, you like Yeah. So 17%. Like what? So I speak from I speak from an advantage point now of a conservative old man because when I was young, I was crazy. I was doing everything. And a lot of a lot of stuff hurt me. Fortunately, it didn't hurt me to the point where, you know, I it took me under. But if I, you know, me, I was always an entrepreneur. So I always had an ability to make large amounts of money. And then, you know, I could pay it back over the course of time. But if I was working a regular job, you go down $30,000 of debt. It's hard to climb out of that. Yeah, I literally did that. I was down. I was down like 30. And I was like, it's the same thing that people are putting in 29%. I was just like, yo, I have to figure something out, man. I had to do like a debt consolidation. It took two years to pay off. It was a whole process. It was a learning lesson. Like I learned that at like 23, 24. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Let me get my life in order. Let me get my credit in order. So yeah, I mean, the glory's on the other side. Just, 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 just stay, just stay at it. High interest debt is the cancer to your financial freedom. Okay. I don't have credit card debt, but thank you guys. That's so amazing. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tiff. Yeah. Thank you. We went off on a, on a separate yeah, conversation. Yeah, we were having flashbacks just now. Yeah, I yeah. remember. I think I, the Toronto trip was Those on the was credit card. crazy, man. I was running around. <laughs> I was maxing out credit cards, putting money in all kinds of stuff, oh, man. man. Wait, real quick. Um, we're going to go to Xavier, but before we go there, it is, it's not a clock already, man. Is it? That's crazy. Yeah, Top flowers. Yo, that's crazy. So I'm just going to give you the earnings for this week. It's a, it's a big week, especially if you've been listening to anything we've been saying. Um, obviously today, IBM reported, you see that, Ian? Yeah, Revenue's yeah. down for a third, third, third straight quarter. Uh, and tomorrow morning, uh, P&G will be reporting. Um, P&G is one of those uh, stocks that we told you to just keep an eye on. Netflix tomorrow. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix uh, will be reporting tomorrow after hours. And then there's a stock that we keep talking about for the past two to three weeks. TMO will be reporting on Wednesday, along with some companies that you may have heard of and probably are invested in. Tesla will be reporting on Wednesday, along with Chipotle, or if the words of my brother, the great Mr. Leon Howard, Chipotle. It's reporting on Wednesday. Whoa day. Whoa day. Um, Whoa day. Uh, somebody asked at, in uh, the Facebook group uh, about uh, Airbnb, and uh, actually I called Ian about it. We're going to talk about IPOs and SPACs. We're going to do a whole segment on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, Airbnb, somebody was asking about that. They're going to, they plan to IPO in December. So if anybody's been interested about what uh, Airbnb is doing, they, their plans are to IPO in December. 
So that is our earnings report. Everything that you mentioned, including IBM, is doing not as high. The entire market is at a high. I put this last Monday. I need everyone to write this down. So if the market is at a high, what are we not doing? We're not buying at a high. Let things fall down. The entire market is at a high. I am warning you to be careful. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. The entire market is at a high. Can we try something real quick? Yeah. All right, so we're gonna in the chat. We, uh, shout out to everybody that's on um, our investment group. They had some questions, so I took a few of them. And could you answer? You feel like you're ready to answer a few? We'll take of like course, two. We, we all will. All right, so shout out to Giselle. She checked in. She said, uh, "When's a good time to get out of a position?" Um, I like time-based exits. So if you're doing long-term, um, five-year and ten-year, that's only and that's from my personal experience. So for those of you who don't know me. I didn't just start talking about this in March. I've been here for a while. I'm telling you what I wish I knew from day one and from the mistakes that I made. So anytime that I got out too early, I was upset. But if you are looking from a technical standpoint, you can look at that price channel, go to that monthly chart, or if you go to the quarterly chart. So if I'm looking at Netflix, Netflix is, I mean, it went to that high of 575 and slid down. So time-based exits are best. And I want to make sure that, because in 20 years, I want us to have influenced like 5 million investors. Because if you continue to trade, you're eventually going to overtrade and going to die. Time-based first, then technicals um, second. But I will look at that price channel and look at the month chart. What, what do you think, Troy? Um, I like the time-based the time based, uh, personally. Um, that this is something I've been doing. Um, from the early stages when I had no idea, I was like, you know what? I'm just putting a date on it. And there wasn't even no rhyme or reason for it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit in this because it was like, my money was funny. I was like, you know what? If it doesn't do this by this date, I'm getting out. Um, so kind of something that I've done when I was doing individual stocks. Obviously now with options, we're calculating exactly the, the time we're going to get out of a position, whether it's two years or whether it's a three-year position, uh, whether it's 18 months or two years, we're going to get out. So it's still time-based, but now it's more of a precise calculation of how to do it. Shout, shout out to our guy, Mark Monroe. Real quick, we got one more. How about this one? And Althea, I think I know Althea. If this is Althea Matthews from our town, I think. Shout out to, to Greenberg. Um, Althea asked, uh, how do you build your watch list? I guess she's asking for herself, but how would one build their watch list? Um, I'll let Rashad dive in after I go, but we talked about it last week. So you can go to Yahoo Finance, click on the search bar, and you can go look at the ones that the hedge funds are buying the most. You can look at top tech. Um, personally, I like half index, half tech. So that's so any Vanguard MGC, VTI, VOO, write those down. Those are three free. Um, that's how I build my watch list. But I would be very careful from looking at the internet because most of social are going to be forced. Uh, well, they're going to force you to look at short-term plays. I'm looking at longer-term plays um, because I want the money to work for me. I don't want to have to work for the money. Because I want us to look at the market as a, from an investor standpoint and not a consumer. Because when you're flipping stocks, that still is a job. They're still trading time for money. Trust me, because you're going to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning looking at it. So Yahoo Finance is a great way to to do it. Rashad, what do you think? Um, I'm going to give people the ultimate cheat code, the, the, lazy, the lazy investor <laughs> one-on-one. You go to Google.com. 
You mm-hmm. type in best performing ETFs. Yep. And you'll get the best performing ETFs. And then you look at the top holdings inside of those ETFs. And, <laughs> and listen to Market Mondays and Game Set Match. You have everything. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Aku in Ghana. He said it's 1 a.m. Shout out to you for checking Kudos in. Kudos to you. Shout out to everybody in Ghana. Shout out to everybody on the continent. I see man. somebody talking about swing trading. We're actually going to do an EYO University class about swing trading with none other than Jamal. Yeah, yeah. EYO Jamal. He's actually been investing in stocks longer than all of all us in earn, earn Your Leisure side of things. He's got a you passion know? for it, too. Like, we're yeah, in the yeah. house, man. He was asking yeah. a questions. Like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, he's addicted to it, man. Absolutely. Another thing, um, you know what? I, somebody was talking. Um, he had a question about margins last last week. Margins, and I was um, listening to, to Notorious B.I.G. today, the great legend, and um, you know the Ten Crack Commandments. And I thought about something when he was like a strong word called consignment. Strictly for live, man. man. Not, Not for, for freshmen. Fresh, you ain't got the clientele. Say hell no, because they gonna want their money. Rain sleet. Hell no. You can learn a lot from rap. That's music. a fact. Like, if you that's don't got the clientele, say no. Consignment strictly for live men, man. That's that's something I just thought about. I'm like, yo, that's that's margin right there. Like, don't take margin unless you know what you're doing. This Please, is not don't play in that game. Strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Yeah. And if you guys are going to trade on margin, you have to practice because the game, like a casino is set up for you to lose and they know that you're going to overtrade they know that you're going to over leverage going to use too many contracts and then all those psychological things are there to trap you you don't have to get uh, caught in the snare and then limit the number of trades i know a lot of times when you, when you guys hear me say trade less trade less fewer positions you think it's from a, pl- a place of hate it's from a position of caring because you're you're not going to run across many investors unless it's an algorithm based hedge fund that's telling you that they're taking 200 300 trades in a month humans are not able to execute and make decisions at that rapid of a rate so be careful appreciate you uh let's go sylvia sylvia austin coming to you unmute yourself you've been unmuted Oh, oh, five, four, three, two, one. Gotta go. When I say fridge break, they come on. Gotta go. Oh, she missed it. Next time. Yeah. Let's see who we got here. Let's go to, uh... I forgot to address the C-Fund, but the C-Fund is... I want you guys to Google C-Fund Millionaires. That is one of the most profitable funds there is. I I like C better than G, by the way. Anand Prashad, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Anand Prashad, what's going on? Hello, gentlemen. Did I get your Hello name you. right? Yeah, you got it. You got perfect, it. Perfect. Perfect. Appreciate you. Um, thank you. Thank you uh, for everything you guys are doing. Um, Rashad, I went to school with your cousin, Akil. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Spring Valley. Where? In college or high school? Yeah, uh, Johnson & Wales. So... Okay, culinary school. Culinary school. The other day, but I hit you up on Instagram. I got you. But anyway, real quick, the question that I had was, um, I have a previous employer that I have a simple IRA with, and I wanted to know, should I transfer that or like try, try to, or can I take that and put it into a Roth, like a self-managed Roth IRA? 
Yeah, once again, that's the back uh, the backdoor IRA question. So the simple IRA is is on the lines of a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, where it's pre-tax dollars and you get taxed when you take the money out. So if you roll it over into a Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes on the amount. So it's just a matter of whether you um, want to or whether you're prepared to pay the taxes. Um, on the total, on the total amount, keep in mind, and it's state and federal tax, depending on what state you live in and which, which depending on which federal tax bracket you fall under. So those are just things that you just want to look at your budget, look at your savings, look at you know, how much money you have, like, you know, prepared to pay in the taxes, but, um, you can, but like I said, you just, you'll be paying, um, taxes on that amount. Right. Okay. I got you. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Ian, can't wait for the 26. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, brother. You can put BLD on your watch list. It is too high. Ticker B as in Bob, L as in Larry, D as in David, BLD on your watch list. Misha, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. They said I need a, like a voice drop for that. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. You'll be getting on me inside the investment group. Misha, you there? Oh, oh okay. This is, what's what's going on? Yes, we do. We hear you. Okay, cool. Um, so check this out. You guys are amazing, man. Like, I follow on, if, if y'all, if, if people don't know about you guys, they sleeping, yo. <laughs> you got to wake them up, Misha. You got to help wake them up, Misha. Appreciate, I know. Appreciate. So check this out. So, um... Like I've been watching you guys and I got like a watch list going on. So I'm, my question is, if you have a small amount of money, but you're trying to be aggressive with that, would you go ahead and invest or save and invest? Um, if you have a small amount of money and you're trying to be aggressive, so you're trying to make a small amount, a large amount, um, I think we had said this before too. The problem with trying to hit home runs is that you usually strike out. Mm -hmm. So I would I would stick to the script. I would stick to the script and and run my race. I would I would. You can do both. Like you can you can invest. I wouldn't necessarily look to invest a lump sum if I have a small amount of money. I would look to invest more on a monthly basis, and that monthly basis might be a hundred dollars a month, two hundred dollars a month, or whatever whatever I could afford in my budget. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily like if I had hypothetically speaking three thousand dollars saved, like that's it. I wouldn't invest that three thousand. If I wanted to invest, I would invest a hundred dollars a month until I have enough, you know, where I feel comfortable doing a lump sum. You don't have to invest lump sum. That's something that people need to take into consideration as well. Of course, it feels great if you can put, you know, $10,000, $50,000, $100,000, whatever into the stock market, because obviously your rate of return, you're going you're gonna to see way more money. But um, as I said before, everybody's race is different and there's power in dollar cost average. And this is why the 401k is such a beneficial vehicle for most people because they put small amounts of money in a, on a consistent basis. They might put $100 a month, $200 a month. Before you know it, you have $50,000 in your 401k, $60,000 in your 401k. You don't even realize it because you were saving every single month and that money was growing as the stock market was growing as well. So never discount the value of small investments on a consistent yeah, basis. I'm, I'm just, right. So, I, yeah. so I no, I was going to add. I was going to add to his baseball analogy. Like you said, man, it's the the people who win batting titles aren't the person who hits the most home runs. It's usually the person who hits the right. most singles and is consistent. So just be consistent. So the thing that I've been hearing from you guys is, you know, a lot of people have a problem with patience. 
Yes, ninety nine percent patient. You have to like it. Yeah, it looks scary, but at the same time, you have to maintain your position and be calm about it. Ian, yeah. I learned that from you, man. So <laughs> I'm happy to help. What I want you to do, and everyone too, I want you to Google if you put two hundred and fifty dollars in the market per month over a twenty year period, how much money that would be. Bet. And type in the chat. Yo, Any I'm so grateful for y'all, man. Like, I'm on every day. I'm copping merch. It's going <laughs> down. You hear me? <laughs> Get the merch. Get yeah. the merch. I appreciate yeah. the yeah. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Listen, shout out to you. We still got Pink running for the for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Portion of the proceeds will go to a foundation. And yeah, that's something that my dad always told me when I was a kid playing basketball. One thing you learn about sports is you learn a lot of virtues in sports. And a lot of times, you know, your things aren't going your way and it's a struggle and you think you should be getting more playing time mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And he was always telling me, like, you got to patiently persevere. Patiently persevere. Like, that's something that, you know, not enough, not enough people have that character straight. Um, perseverance and patience is something that will take you a long, long way into this, into, into, in this world. And, um, whether it's investing, whether it's life, whether it's relationship, whether dealing with your kids, you have to have ex extreme level of patience. You have to have perseverance because things don't happen on, on your time. They happen when they're supposed to happen. So, you know, the, the tortoise, the tortoise always wins the race. So <laughs> patiently, patiently persevere. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mark on the check-in. I see you dropped the super chat. Yes. We are just telling people when the, the IPO is not, everybody should do their own research, especially with companies that are just coming into the market. Usually what we see especially after they IPO. Yeah. After we see that they IPO, they, they always, you know, ride, let me, let me, let me ride up say, and then usually right after within the first week or so, you know, take a, a, a steep decline. So be careful. And so shout out to everybody. We can't just signal out one person. I'm seeing right the, now. The source, shout out to him on the Super Chat. Shout out to the source again on the Super Chat. You mentioned Mark. Shout out to AD on the Super Chat. And shout out to... Um, Mr. Mr. Star, Star Quality. Star Quality. Super yeah, shout Chat. out to you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Let's see. I'm going to go to a new name that I have not seen before. $250 per month over 20 years. Tell me what the return is. I've never seen his name before. Dare, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Well, maybe it's Dare. What's wrong with you? Dare? Hey, it's Keith. what's up? Can you hear me? How are you? I'm living life, living life. Can uh, I get it right? Yeah, Dare. I knew it was Dare. Thank you. What's up, bro? So I need to start out, just appreciate y'all. Throw some love y'all way. Um, and also just, it's actually my birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, it's a pandemic, so not much I can do. You know, what would be really cool? Um, I don't, I, right now I'm about to graduate uni, um, but I was thinking about getting into the stock club. But I don't have that cash. So I was wondering if- uh, How old are you? 22. It's my 22nd birthday. And what's your cash up? Um, Dare Adebanojo, I think. So you got to put that. Well, you got to yeah, put yeah, that. Put it in check. So I don't want to send it to the wrong person. Yeah, send it directly to us, the, the, all Happy panelists. Birthday. I mean, all yeah, I'll put it to all panelists so we can both all see it. All right, give me one sec. I'll oh, just. 
birthdays are sacred. It's okay. an honor and a pleasure that you're spending your birthday with yes, us. Um, but MGC, VTI, those are the two indexes. Get those two. Um, DM me on Instagram tonight. Oh, no, email me, ian at joinredpanda.com, and I'll give you two tech free. Shout out to VTI. Write these down. If you guys listen to every episode, like for it, well, we'll do the end of the year review, but it, once we do it in December, we probably have given away 100 stocks. Easy. That's a fact. Easy. Easy. For free. For free. I appreciate you, Darray. Happy birthday. And uh, just hit us in the chat so uh, we can send that, that information over. All right, bro? Shout, shout out to MG, the mortgage guy on a super chat. <laughs> the legend. The, the GOAT when it comes to mortgages. The legend. AKA the greatest of all time, man. That dude never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> he always got some gems up his sleeve that I never even heard of before. Always ready to perform when, when the show's on. Yeah, shout out to Matt, man. That's our guy. That's our guy. Uh, as in Michael. G as in grateful. C as in calorie. <laughs> uh, MGC and then VTI. Let's, let's go to one more question. Brian, we coming to you. Brian, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Good evening, fellas. What's up? Good evening. How are you? Uh, how y'all doing? Thank you. I uh, appreciate you guys. I've been in there for from pretty much from the beginning. And I just want to uh, speak on, since we was talking about patience tonight, I first got into stocks when I came home from prison in 2000. I invested in Serious radio. I didn't know nothing. I, I was reading the paper back then. I think what we had the um whatever paper it was. I used to get into the penitentiary in Northern State and read through it and go through it and go through it. USA Today. That's what it was. <clears throat> so I invested in Serious Radio. This is this is a patient story. I put five hundred dollars in and I left it there. I still have it to the day. I didn't make much money. I made some money, but. It's about patience. So since I started listening to you guys, I went back again. I had saved up. I was an old school guy. I had money saved up. And when the pandemic hit, I did the same thing you guys were talking about. I had enough money for a year to take care of the house and everything, and I still had some money. I saved and hustled up some more money. So when the split came in and y'all guys talked about Tesla and Apple, I was able to do like y'all guys said. I, I was able to put a lump sum. I took 5000 on one and 5000 on the other, and I put it there. And my plan is to just let it sit there to have a long. Like if I got to do a five-step or seven-step, that money going to be there. And I'm just going to wait and be patient and see what happens. In between time, in the meantime, I keep studying. I keep listening to you guys. I don't want to touch the options yet. I don't want to do this until I feel secure, like you guys said. But I want to thank you. I appreciate you guys. And I'm older. My birthday is this month, too, the 26th. I'll be 55 by the grace of God. And I'm just so Amazing. thankful that I'm still here to be able to do this for, like, my grandchildren or whatever. But it starts with me. I was the first one to go to college and graduate. And I'm going to be the first one to do this. So I just want to thank you guys. And I want everybody to know it's about patience and consistency. That's they didn't the build this show overnight. Ian did to get get to where he got overnight, and y'all don't see all the behind the scenes work that go into this. It's about patience, consistency, trust, and believing and helping and giving. Everything they talk about is actual facts. Mm -hmm. So please, y'all, if nothing else, execute and be patient. Thank you, guys. Have a great night, 
And I love y'all. Be safe and take care of yourself and I take care you of your family. Thank you. I love you, I love you too. Love you love too, Brian, man. That's, 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 that's an OG right there, man. You can hear it in his voice, man. You can tell. Talk, you just stop. You can tell, man, if you was raised a certain way, you know, certain people, you know, the character and their demeanor, how they relate a message is just, you know, like they've been through certain, certain things in life which qualify them to, to, to provide a certain level of information. And whenever somebody older than me talks, I always listen, and especially people that have, you know, experiences in life that I might not have. Um, you can always learn something. So I appreciate that. I That's appreciate love, that for sure. And happy birthday, man. Happy 55th, man. Uh, 55 spins around the earth. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, man. So we're going to celebrate that. And, and like you said, give it time. Like I started getting into this seriously in 2008, watching CNBC. Like I was watching CNBC when Mark Haynes was on, God rest his soul, and Maria Bartiromo was on back in the day. Um, it takes time. You guys are seeing us after all these years, but my mission and Rashad and Troy's mission is to speed you up in a year or two to cut out all of the fluff and then just give you some insight on where you should be and give you the tools. So the 33 pages per day, you guys can see all the books that I have. That's my personal blueprint that I follow. I don't want to tell you to be unhinged how I was and study 12 hours a day. So, But when I say you can do three, stop watching TV, stop playing 2K, stop playing mm -hmm. Call of Duty for a year, give it up. Like I was telling my guy Todd the other day, like joking about me playing PS4 and everybody beat me in it. But like the last time I had a gaming system, I think it was in, I had a PS2. <laughs> like yeah. 10 years I didn't game, like sacrifice. Yeah. It depend, but that's vision. I got tired of being broke. I got tired of people not pushing my deals through or pushing my deals off to the side. And then also when I watch TV, Rashad, you can, about you destroy you can too. Back in the day, they really would talk over our heads. Mm. So you would see Ernest Report, watch Squawk Box, back when Cutlow and Kramer had this show before Kramer was like the, the superstar. And I was like, what the hell are you saying? So I know you guys get on us about the analogies, but I remember when I was first watching in 2006 and seven, I was like, I can't be this dumb. I don't know anything that they're talking about. So once we eliminate the language barrier, it's easier to then grasp the idea and then go execute. And the more money I think that we put into the market, the more confident we will be. And that's how we're going to get some of this civil unrest to stop is through us being able to have some conversations with these companies through <laughs> ownership. I think it's one of the solutions. Ownership, economic empowerment, you nailed it. You now, that, nailed was, it. that was a big, that, I like what you said. You said, I was tired of being broke. And that's that's real talk. I mean, like 50 said, get rich or trying. Like sometimes in life, you just, I posted something on Instagram today. I'd say eight years ago, like as long as I'm still breathing, I'm still winning. That's how I still feel my mantra. It's never about money, but um, obviously, you know, finances help a situation a lot. And it's like, when you down, like when you don't have any money, it's uh it's mentally draining on you. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It's mentally draining on you. And it's like for me, even when I didn't have money, I always I always knew it's but it's different between not having money and being and being poor. Like being broke is temporary. Yeah, broken poor too. Being, being poor is a mindset. Mm -hmm. And you could you can have money and be poor. So I was always confident that I was gonna get money. I just knew that I would attract it at some point. I just didn't know when. But I was pretty confident that I was always going to track money because I feel like 
it's in, it's, it's in me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, once, you, I got, once you have the mindset, the money will come, right? It's not the other way around. You won't get money and change your mindset. That's, so big that, on that, action. That, yeah. that's, that's how you lose the money, right? So once the mindset is there, the value will come and the money will come after it. So just yeah. focus on to get the mindset right. And that's what I feel like, especially what, what we've watched here in Atlanta over the past few days is that the mindset, the shift is changing. And it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to see 15-year-olds talking about stocks. And it's cool to see 55-year-old gentlemen who were like, yo, I'm investing now because I heard something y'all said. The mindset is there. And so that's contagious. And that's what we want. That's what Market Mondays is about. That's what Earn Your Leisure is about. It's about having a contagious mindset of economic growth and empowerment and ownership. And so that's what we stand for, man. It's a brand you can believe in. They know that even if they don't know me. You know how we go. Yeah, that's a fact, man. That's, I just want to leave. That's like my final word is that, you know, that's something that, you know, all of our missions in us and Trap MG, everybody, you know, that comes on the platform that's earning your leisure is just to try to educate. And I think that's why it's like become so popular because, you know, we're tired of being broke. When I say we, I'm talking about the collective. Like Diddy said, like, a billion dollars, you still broke. If you're a billionaire, you still broke if you're black because you're not just looking at yourself, you're looking at your community. So if one person has a billion dollars, but the average net worth of a black family is $4,000, you still broke. Yeah, and that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We've been broke for 400 years since we came to this country. So tired of being broke. We're tired of ha- having to ask somebody. We're tired of, tired of, you know, being on the, on the bottom, you know, eventually everybody has their day and the, the, the last is was going to be first. Yeah. So, you know, we've been, we've been in last place for 450 years. So now it's our turn to influence the whole world and, and take our spot at the top, at the top, nothing less than the top. So that's what Let we that had pain, to do, man. Yeah. Let that pain be your motivation. Cause I remember 2008, I remember like, even when I got in investing, I told a story before, but like people would be like, you think you're going to be Warren Buffet? Like, Warren <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, I can't, learn like the so the knocks are going to happen regardless but it was like if this is the greatest or second or the first great legal economic engine for our economy why is it not taught at mass because it's not that hard once you know what to even sector by sector so even if you look like one of my friends extrapolated the data and was like exxon may have another 22 years before they may go out of business if they do not go to like renewable energy Look at the timeline of how long oil was the predominant commodity. Things are changing. Everything has a time scale, even for tech companies. You can Google, you got to do some digging, but you can find out what the average lifespan of a dominant publicly traded tech company is. And I told somebody earlier today, our grandparents would have had to walk miles or drive miles and then wait years to get this information. We can lay in bed and Google it. Let that pain, though, push you to learn this because that's what I, it did for me. Like, I got tired of being told no. I got tired of not knowing. And I got tired of people not sharing the information. And that's why I give so much um, because it's painful when people are hiding information from you. But that's why I'm like, now you have the information. Now go apply. Can we do something different? Can I, like, run through a couple companies real quick? And say if they're good or bad. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. You want me to give you the screen back? Bonus round. This um, is bonus. I know. I'll just do mute because people, well, one that somebody gave me on IG that was really dope, and I want to find your name and give you credit because I don't want you to think that I'm capping and taking your pick. <laughs> um, IIPR. 
chart is amazing. So you got, and so I know you guys said talk fast. So MGC, VTI, IIPR is this ticker. NIO, I think it's solid. It is too high to get into at the moment. I'll look at ticker TAN. TAN, put on your watch list. It is too high. You cannot buy in the 70s, but TAN is pretty good. Any of the marijuana companies, I hate. Do not touch. AT&T, love the dividend. The company is in trouble. If you're looking for a telecom play, Verizon will be better, but all of them are going to get hit and start to slide down. Um, Zoom, I still like. Zoom is too high at the moment. Don't touch. Um, Fastly, a lot of you guys ask about Fastly. It's an elite. I will tell you, look at the price channel and then look at where you should be able to get in. Mm -hmm. That will give you your answer. Yeah, we had. A, I remember I texted you. I'm like, "Yo, what? Thirty percent drop? That was that was a conversation." They told so. you in advance that the earnings were not going to be good. So, uh -huh. so for those who didn't know, they reported early. It's kind of like when a guy walks home, like, "Baby, I lost the money gambling." <laughs> so you trying to front run the information, right? Great, but Fastly is a volatile company. Another one, Humana. Humana is very good. Put on your watch list. Too high. You cannot touch in the four thirties. Stock club members, of course, you will have the prices where to get in. Uh, I'll look at GLW. GLW, good. Too high to buy at the moment. But GLW is very good. I'll look at RPay. Um, do not touch. Do not touch. Please do not touch. OKTA, I'll look at. Put on your watch list. This is an elite as well. Okta is good. Too high. And I'll look at two more. RGR, don't like, even though gun sales are great and ammo is low, don't love it. Uh, BKI, solid, put on your watch list, too high to buy. BKI, so if you guys need the replay, just go back through and look at those picks. Um, but BKI is solid and also Colgate Palmolive is solid. Uh, I'll make it like a top 50 stock. Do not buy in the 70s, wait for it to pull back, but put Colgate Palmolive on your watch list as well. Yeah, somebody asked where can they, uh, if they're part of EYL University, where can they learn about the stocks? They are in the units. Go to the unit section on our Facebook group and uh, it'll be inside the units. It'll tell you everything. And if somebody asks, uh, should they sell? They're down 20%. I would make that part of your plan, right? Percentages of where you're going to get out. What do you feel comfortable getting out at, right? Maybe if you're down 15%, you might say like, that, that's it. I'm going to stop my loss there. It's 20%. Um, I like 20, 20% is a number that I, um, I kind of use. Like if it goes anything below 20, I'm, I'm, I'm watching that very cautiously. If not, I'm trying to get out of it. Um, so yeah, just make it a part of your plan and stick to your plan. Stick to that script. Yeah, that was, that was. Also, no, go ahead, Rashad. Go ahead, go ahead. Ian. If you guys are also bound at a high though, a 20% drop is normal. Mm-hmm. You have to take in consideration what you guys are buying. Uh, if you also put what company you're in, it gives a different perspective. And also, good homework assignment for you. You can Google and see on a quarterly basis or yearly basis, how far does that market drop? So even for the bond market, so if you do 60-40, I want you to Google, because 1994 was the last big bond crash, or one of the big bond crashes, right? You can Google year over year how much the bond market drops. It's not that much. So if you just Google how much does Apple drop year over year, you'll be able to find that information and then you'll be fine. But uh, yes, AT&T, I 
hate. Great dividend plan. <laughs> Great um H H Y L N. You're going to hell in the handbasket. It's probably gonna go back to 10. Mm-mm. It's on a death spiral. Striker, I like. Striker, I like. Legal Monopoly. Um, and yeah, we replayed the other Market Mondays. There are a lot of great picks in there. There are uh, a lot of uh, uh, plethora. Yeah. So that was like the movies. Like, you know, when you watch the movies and then the, um, the movie ends and then the credits. And then at the end of the credits, if you stay long enough, it's, a bonus. it's like the bonus <laughs> clips. Like at the end of the movies, like Marvel Marvel does that a lot. You're at the top making out with your girlfriend. You're like, oh, yeah. a bonus scene. <laughs> I, I didn't even see that. Yeah. I didn't even see that. <laughs> okay. So that's a bonus. Make sure everybody subscribes to Market Mondays on all podcasts, outlets, Spotify, Apple. Like, well, subscribe, rate, and um, share. And hit the, um, like hit the like button. YouTube, hit the like button before you guys log off. Appreciate you guys tomorrow. Atlanta, Atlanta. We're at Escobar Lounge tomorrow um, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a live viewing of our uh, episode 104 with... Uh, 105. 105, my yeah. bad. With the legendary Snoop. Um, and that's going to be dope. And um, as I said, this week we got a class about, about um, buying a car, leasing a car, everything you need to know about cars on um, Wednesday for EYL University. And then... Thursday, we have a home buying seminar with MG the Mortgage Guy on YouTube. And that is for anybody that wants to be a part of that. So, yeah. Ian, I'll give you the last word, brother. Uh, Nokia's terrible. It was at $62.50 in 2000 when I was playing DMX and Juvenile. Um, <laughs> it is now at $4.18. Type yes in chat if you know nine people with a Nokia phone. Hey, Captain. Not gonna happen. Not a cap. Let it go. For those of you, um, I don't know if we got to the number, but if you, if those who are asking for a scholarship, M- MGC, VTI, DOO, <laughs> Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Shopify, and then the other fifteen I named today. No key. I, I don't. There's no. There's no key. I don't even know how to still trade it. I really don't. I really don't. You only need a few. The last words I want to leave you with is. Tell me, what is the vision for your life? I'm going to be very honest with you. A lot of companies and people are tricking you into getting into these companies so there's enough liquidity so they can get out of the positions. You notice no one's talking about Caribbean, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, certain pharma companies are not being talked about anymore. It's a lot of pump and dump, yep. Um, It's a lot of manipulation, and then you're jumping into it, providing liquidity. And that's why I tell you, this one is going to fall to here for free until you don't get taken advantage of. Less is more. I know it feels like a trick, but you like, okay, in this game, there are people who are the rule makers and market makers and there are the pawns. If you do not have a competitive edge in the market, you are the pawn. You do not want to get taken advantage of. So, Hertz is going to come back out and everyone's going to jump back on. And if you made money on it, I'm not upset. I, I am pro capital, pro money. It's not a good long-term position. So some of these companies, if it just does not make sense, doesn't make sense to invest in Nokia. doesn't make sense to invest in BlackBerry. doesn't make sense to invest in cruise lines because no one can travel anywhere. Just be smart. Do not let them manipulate you. And I'm going to be very honest. 
if you are of a certain hue, there's a lot less sympathy for your plight if you lose. Switch to an investor's mindset. Don't be a consumer. So I really think this decade, we can turn things around for um, our culture. So I love you guys. And then also go check on your family. Definitely. There you have it, ladies, yeah. ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I'm here for you to lose somebody that you love. And next yeah, week, awesome. next week we got a we got a guest coming on next week. So that's a big episode for us. We'll we'll announce that um, yeah, yeah, yeah. later on in the week. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, real quick, yo, shout out to our top owner. Shout out to, to uh, our boy Ken out of Detroit. Uh, most people don't know that he is a firefighter and actually saved a life. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the story in the Facebook group so everybody can view it. It was a truly truly amazing story um, of just bravery and, you know, the wherewithal to react in a very short time um, and saved a, a young child's life. So can't shout out to you, my bro. That, that was incredible. Yeah. Shout out to Janet also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Janet, Janet you're amazing. You are amazing. That's Capital A. <laughs> All right, guys. Yo, we are out. Reach out, touch, call somebody, um, you know, let them know that you're here. I told you every, every, every Monday, I tell you every Monday, one conversation, one text can change the trajectory of somebody's life. Please take time to do it. Go through your contact list now. Reach out, please. We love you. We'll see y'all tomorrow. And we'll, AMC please. trash too. Don't touch it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I was going to say that. I keep seeing people put hurts. Leave AMC alone too, please. Let it go. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Peace. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.